Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Hello, welcome to the Space of the Waste. I am your host, Melody Edmondson, and you have tuned in to the Variety Channel. Thank you very much for tuning in to Voice America's Variety Channel today to my show, The Space of the Waste. If this is your first time tuning in, please go back to the uh, www.voiceamerica.com and put um, The Space of the Waste on the search bar, and you can listen to any of the archived episodes that I've had on my show. And if you would love to have a visual for those, you can go to my Pinterest boards on the space of the waist and you can see some of the clothing by body shape. But today we are very, very, very excited because my favorite shopping experience in town is at Margaret Lehman's uh, limited editions. I always want to call it art to wear because it is wearable art to me. And when I moved to Tucson, Arizona, the only person I knew was Dr. Marius Wagner and his wife, Shirley Wagner. And the first thing Shirley says, okay, first of all, you're going to want somewhere to shop. So I'm going to tell you what the store in town for you is limited editions over in St. Philip's Plaza. So I have never left. I love, love, love Margaret's store. My mother loves it. My sister Penny loves it because we can always find something there. And my mother has a closet full of jackets and tops from there and some bottoms, but she mostly wears all of her jackets. So today I want to introduce Margaret Lehman. Hi, Margaret. Thank you for joining us. And tell me about how you got into this business. Well, it's actually started a long time ago with a really strange story is when I was a kid, um, my parents house for me and it was in the European style so it had apartments up above and it had a shop down below yeah and I think I was about nine or ten and my grandmother used to remind me I didn't ask her to come play dolls I asked her to come play store <gasps> that, that was her favorite thing and when I finally opened my actual store about four almost 40 years ago my mom would say oh did you go play store today so <laughs> family thing. I um, love it. I think I ended up um, going towards clothing because I was raised in a family where both my mother and her sister um, actually had hoped to open a couture atelier um, in Berlin, but that was before the war and all the craziness happened. So that never happened for her. But I was raised by her side where she constantly was sewing, creating, uh, never used a pattern, came up with wonderful things to not only support our family, but also just do some creative stitching. And it, it was just part of my blood. Oh, wow. Uh, that just sounds that, absolutely marvelous. 
Right. And to transition that into the reality was um, I actually became a weaver and I would weave clothing uh, with, with fabric to make clothing out of rather than placemats and those kinds of things. And um, I went and sold through the apparel shows and realized that that was not the place for me. And uh, neither was there a place in Tucson that could sell my merchandise away. I wanted to present it. So one day I saw a sign with a window saying for rent, space for rent. And that's the end, beginning of the story there. Oh, my gosh. I'm certainly yeah. glad you listened to your intuition and your good common sense. But I'm also glad and thankful for your mother for having uh, driven the talent of creating clothing for your personality or for a very unusual look that no one else has, the exactly. individualization, and then you taking it upon yourself to actually get into actually creating through weaving your own designs, because that just shows that it's more than in your blood. You want to get it out and see it visually. And that to me is really the sign also of a very good merchant. I also come from a family of merchants and it's, it's also in my blood. You know, people have said, you know, you should have a store, you should have a store. And of course I should have years ago, but I, uh, didn't do that. Instead, I became a buyer for other people who owned the stores. And that was a good way for me to do it also. But uh, I admire you so much because you're someone who actualized a dream that I'd always have and always had. And you do it so well. I mean, what I want to try to get across, because this is a audio show is the visual experience. Your, show, your store is very magical. And I should say stores. She has more than one. But I frequent the one the most. And I just feel that when I go in there, it's a magical experience. I can buy my gifts if I have gifts to buy. I can buy a scarf. I can buy a belt. I can buy jewelry. I can buy a fun piece of interesting jewelry or I can buy a fine piece of jewelry like this Shirley Wagner that I have on today or this fabulous handmade jacket that I have on today that I can also wear on the reverse. Because a lot of the clothes that Margaret buys, they're just as beautiful on the inside as they are on the outside. So I've often been known to turn them inside out and people say, uh, do you have that on inside out? And I'll go, yes. And they go, I thought so, because I think I've seen that. And I said, well, you, you would have only seen it in the store because there's only one. <laughs> and so anyway, I love to shop there because you're not going to see yourself all over the place. And they're made so well. And your color, you have every color story. You know, I just finished doing a show with someone who does all of the colors of the skin tones and mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I was a buyer, I always hated it when they came in with those cards. I wanted to say, oh, gosh, I don't believe in that crap. But after speaking to Sheila for literally hours, I now get it that we do have certain skin tones and certain colors just don't look good on us. And I've always known that I don't migrate towards certain colors and certain other colors seem to I seem to attract. And I do like the autumny colors. And I found out it's because I have a lot of yellow in my skin, even though my hair tends to be more toward the ash color when it's natural. But it does have also still a bond 
streak in it as well, naturally. So I have always played up the gold by frosting my hair even more golden. But then I'm finding as I get older, I don't want to do that. So I asked her, do I change my makeup? Or what do I do? She said, no, you just, you will wear the makeup. We'll find your skin tone. If it has changed because you're older and you have less melatonin, we'll do that. But let's talk more about the fact that you have the biggest, most fabulous uh, collection of designers in town. And you have obviously every skin tone in the world. So how do you, how do you do that? How are you able to do that? <laughs> um, I think like you, I instinctually go to certain colors. The hardest thing for me used to be to buy red. Because I, uh, it's not a color that I gravitate towards. And um, the other color I was never going to buy is black, which has majorly changed because black is at the basic of everything that all the art pieces can be worn with. I'm getting much better with red, but I am, I'm drawn to rich colors, you know, the teals, the blues, uh, even some of the purples and the, the uh, and I like, like you, I like autumn colors, but that switches over to just a lighter hue of the same tones, but for springtime and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, summer and usually because I have a, a large variety of vendors and designers I go to that even though many of them repeat a certain color in certain years uh, I think there's enough variety that I can pick one color in this collection another color in this collection and therefore it creates a very rich palette for the store yes. and you know, uh, the biggest thing we don't do um, is we don't take pieces only from one collection. There's a lot of combining that we do. The outfit, exactly. And um, it works better that way. It's more individualistic that way. Yes. So, you know, the color. Yes. And that takes a keen merchant to do that because uh, you, and you have like a photographic memory, I think, of color tone because I, I do that all the time in your store. I buy different brands of a hue or hue story because I like to do, well, just like I have on today. They're all three different vendors, but I have the pant, the shirt, and the jacket, and they are all within a warm, autumny tone, and it just matches perfectly with this jacket. <laughs> and I never, what I love about your store and your clothes is I never have to disregard any of the clothes. I never have to not wear them because they're out of style because they're timeless, because they're artsy and they're individualized. They're not just trendy that you throw away when the trend is over, the trend didn't work. And I'm just not a person that ever wanted to buy that way. I like to look like I'm current in some ways, but it's become more important to me to look different, or more like myself, or to express an aspect of my personality that someone might not know about. And you can do that in the clothes that you buy, uh, because they're very, very unique. And tell me, living in the world of uniqueness, um, I'd like to know how you see this spring. Do you have a, a vision for spring? I mean, I know we're started into spring already, but it's only May, so let's 
How do you see spring folding out for you? Unfortunately, I think there's been a major shift uh, since the pandemic hit us. And yes. dressing for occasion just has not been part of the picture for at least two years. Um, yes. I am seeing some change. Um, yes. We've Lots of uh, mother, the bride, and groom come in, rooms come in and want something, but it's still not what it used to be. Uh, I am seeing um, demands for weddings for beaches, unique venues, um, not so much formal. We're not about formal anyway. You can't get sequins in our store. Uh, so it all is going to be the style, the fabric, and the color that creates the outfit. Yes. And uh, for spring, I think I am just seeing more requests for color. Um, you know, we've sold a lot of uh, black mm-hmm. for wet in the past, but we're not seeing any of that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because we're all kind of tired of black in our visual prophecy of what's going on yes we're tired of doom and gloom so we want some brightness and some action exactly exactly and i do think people are starting to dress up more i mean i think that when you can go out i know my friends in san francisco and friends in new york they want to dress up again and i'm happy to hear that now i realize we're in tucson so dressing up here is different than dressing up in san francisco or new york but at least if they get out of their yoga pants and get out of their sweats i'll be happy and those stupid house shoe like shoes i hate i'm just not an athleisure fan in any way shape or form so i will be really really glad i'm happy to see those skinny jeans be over and that fit and flare and that a little banana leg, like Penny and I bought so many of from Oscar in your store. I love that shape. I know they have many names, but I call it the banana shape, but may not be the fashion forward word, but it's just a great look and very comfy. And I also love, you know, fit and flair. I think it's really good on lots of body types. Um, and I think that's another thing I want to hit on, but we can do it after break. But I think, uh, lots of things that you have are very, very good for very, very many body shapes and waist length because right. you do have skewed waist placements so that you can do the asymmetry, you can do the higher waist or the umpire, you can do, uh, you have dresses that don't have any waist, which I love, that are just straight, or they can be fitted and flared but there's not that seam at the waist or a belt so that if you're long-waisted or short-waisted you can buy it and wear it if you're long-waisted you can throw your own belt on there and look better anyway and I love that you have plenty of those because I have bought plenty of them from you that I'm still wearing because I can slide them under anything you know just slide that under anything and it's it goes from daytime to nighttime you know and it could even go to a wedding I could even wear it in, of course, in Tucson, I could wear it to black tie, but maybe not in New York, but I wouldn't put it past me. But uh, so tell me what else you see going on for spring. Um, I, you know, I'm seeing people now starting to want some linens again, which for a while was not requested a lot. Um, But basically, I see a lot of calls for uh, the cottons, you know, there's some wonderful cottons being made out there that the manufacturers are 
discovered that um, have a crispness to them. Um, they still don't necessarily have to be ironed, but they uh, there's the way the fabric is is spun is um, the, the fibers are spun to make this fabric. It's just um, and it started in Italy, and uh, a lot of the European designers are using them. And now we have a little company called XCVI that we is quite casual, but they use that cotton, and that that is a lot in demand right now. Oh, great. That's so cool. I mean, you know, lightweight, and you, you know, right. whether it's here or down south or Midwest, it's wonderful for it when it's really hot, you know. Right. And then we're having, and um, I'm having some time with a friend of mine that is actually sending sending us some wonderful pieces that are eco-dyed, which I don't think you've been in since then. And we have seen a lot of interest in clothing that has been either repurposed or that has a new creative look to it. Mm-hmm. It's fairly formal. Yes. Uh, Eco-dyeing, we're using a lot, she is using a, uh, her name is Lori, by the way, and she uh, uses a lot of um, leaves and stems and it's, it creates fabulous uh, patterns. Oh, fabulous. Oh, because oh, man. it's all well, so that something unique in, in a different way of creating fabric. What's the name of the collection, Lori? Ray Kovash. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Lori Kovash, K-O-V-A-S-H. L-O-R-I. Also, she calls her line, I am dying here. Dying meaning colorful. Yes. Color. Well, I've been hearing a lot about the echo dying because I've yeah. been speaking to a lot of um, restyling vintage clothes and sustainable com- companies. And I have spoken to a multitude of just genius women. I mean, these young girls that have, they take the sustainability to heart. They don't want to be throwing stuff in the landfill or anything else. And they're staying away from all of the polyester, which I know you never did anyway. You always have natural fibers of just another reason I love your store silk, cotton, linen, but uh, doing away with all of the poly so that all of the petroleum products are stopped being in use. And, you know, pretty quickly there will be laws, but right now people are doing it you know, as they go along, and even some of the big guys are really, I mean, I'm talking about big mass people, PVH and people like that are really trying to get away from it. And they're actually showing their numbers on it as our car makers. So I'm happy for that. I'm happy for our planet. I'm happy for the future of the country because of that. But what I've really been impressed by are the devotedness that these women have. I spoke to this gorgeous gal from she's actually from from Africa to Paris to now the UK and Audette has I think it's called Restyle and Audette does um, she's actually in the lab half the time trying to herself Mm -hmm. make a new kind of fabric that is biodegradable and she's a fashionista person and she's a theater person. So she makes a lot of costumes for the theater and, 
everything. And she'll be on our show October the 11th, but she's somebody you would love because she's so passionate about what she does. And she takes the vintage clothes and she makes costumes for theater. And she also makes ensembles and outfits for people. But if she does re-dye or re-do uh, anything on it, she makes sure that it's sustainable. And she gets most of her vintage from charitable people. And I know you donate a whole lot to charity also with you mark down your your clothing. And then if they don't sell, I know you donate them to charity, which I've always admired as well. But how did you uh, what is it that you love the most about? I mean, we, none of us have loved the lockdown because I know you probably like me don't love the online, everything online, online, online. I certainly don't, but I'm getting so I'm pretty good at it buying online. But uh, what are something about the changes that you do like? Um, you mean the changes in how people are buying? Yes. Um, I frankly think it's it, uh, on, all this online buying has returned my customers more into the store because they like to touch. They like yes. to well, they like to feel the fabric. Um, they like to actually hold the fabric up to their their body, their face, to see how it ref- the colors reflect. Um, I think there's just a and, and the attention that they are paid when they get the staff to help them. Oh perform. yes, and you have such fabulous people. I mean, yeah. they just really do know what they're doing, how to mix. And once you've been in there before, they know what you're like and you don't like. Exactly. They know, you know, they know your colors. They know. And that's any of them because the store is small enough that I can go in and just every single salesperson or wardrobe consultant that you have. And even the beautiful girl that works in the back will come out and she, she knows what I like too. She's rung up some things for me too. In fact, this, she rung up this outfit I have on now and you know, because I'll get all my stuff up on the counter. And then, of course, I'm still shopping. <laughs> so, you know, oh, you found something else. And they go, yeah, just a little something. Yeah. It's awesome. And that and, you know, with being home for years now, two years, it's so nice to go out and see the friendly faces. It's like an enjoyable experience. It is. You know, to go shopping in your store. Action to catching up. Um, we, um, we don't provide, uh, mental health services, but the shopping <laughs> therapy in everything, you know, shopping be- therapy is the best therapy there is. Let me tell you. <laughs> can't have any of that to the internet. Um, any, you can't find a fit. You don't know what goes with what, um, I, I find for us, um, even though we have a website that is being worked on again, that is not the way we merchandise and that's not the way we please most of our customers. Um, it, it is through the store and, you know, of course the last two years have been horrendous for most of us that are small retailers, Um, but we have survived and um, we're seeing a pickup and now Tucson being what it is, the summertime will be a challenge. We'll see what happens. Um, but um, the some of the tourists have come back and some of the second homeowners have come back. And that's all good. That's yeah. and that's, or that's good for 
brick and mortar stores. You betcha. I'll, I'll advertise for you out here because we have tons of new people that moved into Saddleburg Ranch from California and they want beautiful things. I mean, I'm looking at them and I'm noticing them because they are from California and they came in and they, they dress a little differently and they like fun things and they like artsy things. And I'm, I'm glad to see them, you know, out here. Uh, I think, you know, the, uh, there've been a lot of changes with the internet. Um, but I think that you just have to adapt the best you can. And the best change for us has been that once you are an established customer, yes. even back home to Chicago, um, you know, through pictures, through either the phone or through Zoom calls. Um, yes. Yes. You can, can say, okay. And because Look what they, we got in, you know, <laughs> how a fabric's going to feel or what yeah. we've done before in the past, they understand that, okay, this box is going to probably have mostly things in it. I want to keep uh, yes. rather like in many cases, people buy all this stuff and then return most of it. Uh, so that's not what we're about. But no, no, we want to get those returns down, which is something I want to talk to you about after break, because I've been talking to a lot of people about the body scanners and how you can put them on your phone and you can scan items and know if it's going to fit your body or not. And it, it can reduce very very much the returns in a retail store. And I'm hoping that they come to this so that, especially when you buy online, that you can use that scan to see what you would, what you could buy from that store that would fit your body shape. See if you're looking for a dress to wear to a wedding or whatever. I'm getting told that I have one minute. And so I want to kind of wrap it before we go to break. But when we come back, I want to want to get your opinion on that because I think the body scanners are a great idea because I think body shape and waist length matter on what you buy for your clothes, what you buy for your body, because it, it'll look right or it won't look right. And so when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about that. And okay. until then, thank you so much. Be right back. Just a second. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. C. Melody Edmondson has created a book series, The Space of the Waste. The book series may be found on Amazon.com. You'll want to purchase book one first. Your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of measuring, including the first guidebook. There are a total of 19 volumes that focus on different body shapes and waist lengths and how to make the space of the waist work for you. Find the space of the waist guides on Amazon.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. 
Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Space of the Waste. Thank you for tuning back in to the Variety Channel of Voice of America. This is your host, Melody Edmondson, and we have our wonderful guest, Margaret Lehman from Tucson, Arizona, who has the stores, a limited edition here. I shop the one here in Tucson. Margaret, where are your other stores? Well, unfortunately, uh, they, well, let me tell you that we used to have a store up in Colorado in Aspen, which was fabulous, but uh, traveling back and forth got to be really hard because yes. as a person show. So that did not last past the 12 years. Um, the store that we really liked was uh, up on Skyline uh, called the Gallery Collection. Um, but with COVID, and then we also had Finale and um, Live Where Love. With COVID, to be honest, we have actually cut back to the flagship store only right now. Okay. Um, we, uh, you know, whatever it took to survive, we were very fortunate to have happened to us. Yeah, thank Fortunately, and reducing our footprint for our space yes. space. Learn. So we're limited editions right now, and who knows down the road what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but well, that's a key destination, and nobody minds driving there. Once you're in the car in Tucson, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> really doesn't. And we're just so glad you're here. Um, I just I had a lot of people calling me, you know, well, have you talked to Margaret? Is she she still uh, has her store, right? I mean, all this awful stuff going on, and I said, oh, I know, I know. And nobody was going anywhere. So, you know, and all the weddings were canceled and they were all virtual and even their funerals were virtual. So I'm talking about virtual. I want to talk about because I've just been finding out about all of this because I was really kind of in the dark and all of the high tech stuff. But I have because I'm very interested in fit, you know, because of my books, which is why I have the show. It's really a compliment to my book series, which is about dressing your body according to your body shape and particularly your waist length, whether you're short-waisted or long-waisted. And I know you have many, many clothes that are great for that. But I do think since I've been speaking to so many people and they talk about this technology they have that clients I mean, a customer can just put the app on their phone, which is very easy, or you can put it on the website. If you have a website, you can actually mm-hmm. put it on the website and interact with your telephone. Right. And, uh, you know, custom makers are doing that, um, you know, shirt makers that are also custom, or what they're trying to do is help this closely nearing $800 trillion worth of returns online and in stores. So the in-store, they're saying they expect to be around 40, but overall it's 55%. They think by the end of 2021, the numbers will be. And that is so much on returns. And because they elongated the return period to 60 to 90 days on some websites, that's just going right to markdown. That isn't going to get a chance to resell. And people were buying two and three sizes or two and three pairs of shoes, or if they wanted two pairs of shoes, two sizes in each, you know, it gets to be a whole lot of returns. 
So what yeah. is your take on this body scanning idea? Well, the body scanning for some uh, online, especially, I could see where that would really be a benefit. Um, we, you know, our returns are practically non-existent um, because during COVID, we shut down all returns. It just was not a safety thing we wanted to consider. Um, but even if that were to change back, um, I find that getting customers into the dressing rooms and working with them for us is what works the best. Even a body scanner to me at this point, you know, maybe I'm just not tech savvy enough and I don't have the staff to help me get tech savvy enough right now. So that's a big problem for me and considering it for myself. Um, Like with everything else, the big guys, the big department stores, the big online presence uh, that have a big online presence, I would imagine they're going to make that available because yeah. I could see that that would help their returns because Absolutely. I can't imagine what that is like for them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, exactly. I don't see it where it's in our future, but I can mm-hmm. see like, like everything else, you know, there's a lot of things I didn't know would be in the future, <laughs> what we're doing now. And I think for the big the big stores that are have the online presence, I could see that that might go that direction. I I think so, but I feel like very quickly I will be called a retro yeah. radio station because I've spoken. Talk about to me that was high tech enough, and I was right. very happy about those body scans. But then as I began to talk to more and more tech people and I hear about the virtual clothing and the virtual jewelry and the virtual body shapes, the virtual avatars, the virtual cars, the virtual boats, the virtual backdrops you can buy for being on vacation that you're not on vacation. Like I can make myself 5'10 long-waisted you know, and I can make myself in a Balenciaga gown and diamonds from that I found a Herod's, a big necklace or something, and put me wherever I want to be and then post that online. A, I'm not an online social media person, so that isn't my life at all. But when it becomes that life, I am obsolete because I don't like that world. What's that going to do to the retail? I mean, I just, I'm not going to spend time talking about it, but it it just isn't my cup of tea. I think if the young people want to spend $1,000 on a $3,000 gown instead of spending $3,000 so they can show it all over their vacation, you know, that isn't the world I want to live in. That's just for me. And if they want to play expensive paper dolls, you know, I had my Trudy and that's what I did. (laughs) I was young and I got that out of my system so I could get the real clothes. And I went and got a job so I could work hard, make a lot of money so I could buy the clothes I wanted to buy. (laughs) Hence the fashion industry, of course. Well, we're on the, I think the same page on that, but how important and I know you you do think it's important, but how can you describe in words how important you think it is, the art of dress, the whole art of dress? Okay. Um, I think that as long as people do not want to just become robots of each other, uh, as long as people appreciate individuality, um, it will never lose its appeal. 
Um, I, I have noticed, unfortunately, and I think I blame everything on the pandemic, um, you know, the dress has just dress, everybody dresses down a lot more than they used to. So some of the art to wear has shifted into like, even I was telling you about the eco shirts that we have yeah. into a t-shirt line. But then we also have an artist um, that does these incredible Shibori outfits in silk. And we just have a new uh, designer joining us called Jordan. And she makes these um, garments with a silk chiffon, they're all silk chiffon painted in everything from these beautiful, they look like butterfly wings to she does animals that are incredible. It's not, wow. it's not our strength. It's not what our clients are looking for, but the artistry of it is beautiful. And, and I, I think it's the timelessness of the wearable art pieces I do that will keep them alive. There investment are. dressing. It is. Exactly. It's investment. Even though it's artsy, it's investment. And people will think it's fashion because when I wear my artsy clothes from you, they always say, oh, you're always so high fashion. And I just say, thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Because I think you're going to see this 10 years later, but you know, thank exactly. you. Right. <laughs> my husband's over here going, yeah, she's really into investment <laughs> dressing, you know. Because <laughs> I spend a ton on clothes, but I used to spend a lot more than I do now. So, <laughs> well, and you know, the, the other thing is, as we're trying to become aware of not filling the landfills with with discarded clothing that are just hip and in style for one minute and then gone by the next season, um, these plastic pieces become more valuable again in our not just uh, monetarily, but in appreciation for the work that goes into it. Absolutely. It's an aesthetic and intrinsic exactly. value is huge. Exactly. And you could actually hang it on the wall and then wear it. I mean, I know a woman that has Japanese kimonos that she's purchased mm -hmm. when she goes to Japan. And she actually has those bars made and hangs mm -hmm. them up. And if she wants to wear one, she just takes it down. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's. I Fabulous. Exactly. I have a piece, um, you know, in this place where I'm living currently that is in my bedroom that was a Gunderson Davis Arashi Shibori kimono that I have no occasion, unfortunately, to wear it, but it's hanging over my bed or by my bed and it is absolutely gorgeous. And it's, you know, it's, it's like a painting. It just flows in the colors. Absolutely. Sounds absolutely gorgeous. And I bet you could wear it, put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and wear it to dinner. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. You could that totally pull that off. Is there um, anything uh in the, I know you have so much incredible jewelry in your store. Uh -huh. Are there things that you see that you find the most appealing at this time? Certain kinds of jewelry? Um, I think people are going for a lot of color in jewelry. I'm not selling as much of the you know, we've never been a store to sell a lot of gold, but we have sold a lot of sterling in the past, you know, through people like Richard Lindsay and the Mummy's Bundle. But um, I'm finding that people like uh, beads. They like the funky beads. They like the handmade beads. Um, uh, the gal I mentioned earlier, Lori, also does a line of, of jewelry that's made out of recycled gift cards that are just oh, fabulous. Wow. 
and wonderful you know, creative very creative and again it plays right into that let's not waste so much um, right. and and repurposing things it's just mm-hmm. um, um you know even in the jewelry um absolutely i've seen it you had that other designer that had all the eclectic kind of charms and things that yes, was very yes. lost repur- and found is another yeah, one yeah right. re- uh, repurposed and reused yes. things and keychains and yeah. i don't know if they had buttons and silk or scraps of fabric mm-hmm. or what are these long mm-hmm. gorgeous things i bought yeah. Something there that looked like fabric buttons. And I mean, yes. I wore yeah. and wore it. My mother wore and wore it. Now my sister Penny wore and wore it. Now she gave it to Miranda, her right. daughter-in-law. And right. now when I go out there, I've decided I'm going to get that back. <laughs> I'm going to wear it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's lightweight. It had a lot yeah. of bright colors in it. Bright right. red, bright blue, bright yellow. It was happy. Yeah, happy, that's a line called, piece. I'm sorry, that's a line called Fickle Sticks. And they're made out of quilt fabrics. Um, and then there's another company, Miko Mintz, who does these incredible kimonos out of Kenta cloth, um, does the smaller pieces in, makes it, makes the cloth into balls and then makes it into necklaces. And again, that has a bright colors like the coat you have on, um, you know, comes, um, they're all one of a kind, but they all come in all the different colors. The colors. Fabric. Yeah. yeah. What was that word you used that the fabric was made out of? Is Kenta cloth, K-A-N-T-H-A. It's a technique of stitching, um, hand-woven pieces. Uh, it comes from India. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure I spelled that right. It's, okay. you know, you, you get into the fashion world and everybody mm-hmm. says things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends whether you have a European designer or an American designer mm-hmm. or uh, yes. we Americanize a uh, European word and so uh, but that yeah. that is an interesting technique and it, it's the uh, like the jacket you have on yes, yeah. hand stitched totally wow. hand stitched beautiful yeah. I mean clearly I don't know it is just as beautiful on the other side as it is exactly. this side. So, yeah. so I wear it but I mean this is actually the first time I've worn it I've been saving it for something special and I thought there you go. why not today you know exactly. <laughs> and um it, it is just beautiful because it isn't just one color of stitching. It is different colors of stitching too. This one has like a nude stitching and a red and they alternate all over the olive green and the um, kind of khaki color and red that the jacket has. And then on the other side, it's got black and it's got, uh, the tan and the black and pockets on the other side with the red and the olive with the same stitching, but it's just, it's just stunning. It's just yeah. stunning. Talk about the work that's been done. Well, I could totally hang this on my wall. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the beauty of it is you could wear it with jeans or you could wear it over a black silk sheath, you know, you what could polish sheath. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. You totally could. And I'm trying to think the other things I saw in there. Oh, I loved all those gifty items, the beautiful soaps and the cards and all the items that you have that are, I mean, you can do that, of course, with clothing and jewelry as well and tops and everything else. But I like the idea that you have all of those novelty things in there as well for, you know, say you're going to a dinner party and somebody uh, 
or it's somebody's birthday, but they've said, now, you don't bring a gift, don't bring a gift, but you can bring those and it's not like so much and you can, it's so spectacular, so spectacular. In fact, I gave one to someone when I went to their home for uh, Thanksgiving dinner and she just thought it was incredible. One of those soaks, just fabulous. Forget what it was, but it was something that I thought would go in. She has a modern home. Uh And um, so I, found one that I thought would work in her house and she yeah. loved it. So they, yeah, she does. they do everything cool. from, from a representational art of animals or angels to um, beautiful uh, just designs of old crests, etc. cetera. Yeah. She, yeah, quite a yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. And what a great idea, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know what else about the store. I mean, I'm still such a huge fan of silk and cotton and linen. And I tell people, when well, I want to get something besides linen. I go, no, you don't. You're not going to find anything that's cooler right. unless you just find a cotton. But the linen weave lends itself to being cooler, especially if you get the lighter weight. But you're not going to, you know, probably want to get a heavier weight for your bottom and your jacket just so it won't wear out in a nanosecond. Right. Because if you wear them a lot, you're going to, uh, you know, wear them out. But I said, you'll never find anything cooler. The temperature right. is hot here and you it's okay if it wrinkles it's the nature of the fabric it's almost like showing off that it is natural and isn't blended with something else exactly and i don't even like cotton and linen blended together because it makes it too heavy i like linen just as linen and it was my first boss i ever had that taught me about that and he said uh it's okay if it wrinkles, you know, don't worry about it. You know, and I noticed when I went to France and even when you go into restaurants, they don't press and iron their linens like we do over in America with the lines or anything. They're, they take them out of the dryer and they fold them and put it on the table with the sterling and you are eating with China and sterling and a natural linen napkin. And it's quite, quite wonderful. I learned quite a bit. And I just want people to continue to buy it because it is good for the planet and it looks gorgeous. And I just love now, I love that look. Someone can have on a very, uh, a silk, neat jacket and have this crinkly linen blouse with her pearls and her silver or her gold. And I'm thinking, is there anything prettier than linen and pearls? I just love it. You know, it looks fabulous and it looks good against playing it against the more hard fabric, uh, when you can wear that in Tuesday <laughs> around yeah. here. But in, right. since we have 160 countries, I'm sure somebody would be able to wear that somewhere. Uh, anything else you want to talk about about your store that I have totally missed? Because I'm sure I've missed a lot. No, I just think I need to emphasize what a joy it is. There's, there's two things that give me great joy. Um, in working with the store and the clients. And the first thing is discovering new talent. Love, love, love going to the the fine arts and crafts shows um, and the juried shows usually. Um, And again, those have not been around because of COVID. So I'm anxious to to try and find them when they start happening again. Um, Just encouraging beginning artists, beginning designers, um, there's a, there's a room for them, you know, and, yes. and the things I've, I've learned over the years 
passing on some of that way if they're ready, if, if I'm not giving them too much advice. Um, and the other thing is, is hopefully we'll get to travel again and putting together a travel wardrobe for a client has just always been just great fun because there are things out there that you can, there are uh, lines out there that are particularly well um, versed for travel. They yeah. pack well. Um, they're they're either light or they combine well. And, you know, right. as we take smaller and smaller suitcases, that becomes more and more important. Absolutely. Getting to coordinate or like your jackets, you can wear it two different ways and it oh. looks like different jackets. Yes. Yes. So yes. I think that continues to be a great joy. And I'm glad to see people coming back to the store because they've traveled back to Tucson Yes. Or I hear them going on, on cruises or individual tours. It's happening uh, again. Yeah, it's starting to happen. It's not what it what it was in the past, but no. we see that it's going to open up again. Yes. And I like the special occasions, you know, mm. when, yes. when the mothers or the bride or the groom don't want to look like something necessarily out of a wedding magazine. They want to have that uniqueness transferred exactly. to those occasions. And, and, and I... Uh, every wedding gown designer I've spoken to have told me the same thing, that yeah. they have people, brides coming in, and they don't want a traditional gown, but they don't want a down gown. They just want it unique and different. Right. And what we might call boho, what I might call, or California beachy, or uh, but with more substance than you would might think, but like you know, with sleeves that separate and flow in the wind and the silk georgette and silk chiffons that maybe are ombre or have beadwork worked into the color, you know, or something like that in the veil being very simple in the front, but then the back is all decorated mm-hmm. with beadwork, handwork and color. And I just think it sounds very, very, very creative in and then, then you have them uh, designing the gowns where they also later, if they don't want it in white, like a second or third marriage, or maybe a first marriage, there are some that want red, they want pink, they want blue, some that want black, but whatever. Um, but they can cut them off also, or right. cut them tea right. length, cut them tea length and wear them with boots, you know, yeah. or little cagey type shoes that... Uh, are interesting or sandals if they want to, if they're in California, but, or Tucson, but I'm seeing a lot of creativity come about. And that, that is maybe one of the best things that's come out of COVID is that it's given artistic people time to create and say, you know, I've always wanted to do this. And then they just do it. And I have spoken to people like that. And there were people that have stopped their jobs. You know, they, I don't want to be an engineer anymore. I always wanted to be a designer and they're 45 and they're just going to go and do it, you know? Yeah. And I don't blame them. And then there are people that have screwed their business a certain way. They do like say men and women, and they've decided I'm not going to do the men jackets anymore. That can go to a fantastic tailor to do because it takes so much of their time, whether it's a wedding suit or whatever. 
just give it to someone else. And then there's a woman I knew that says she gives the bridesmaids to someone else that she suggests people so that the bride can get what she wants. Do you know what I mean? And really put the money into the dress and the venues have to be booked so soon now not to get on a bridal tear here, but there are, there is a lot of business done around weddings, whether it's what you wear to the rehearsal dinner, what you wear to the wedding. Some people change now for the dance, you know, mostly it's brides that change, but sometimes the bridesmaids do. And the other thing I want, I forgot to mention because it is summer, but we only have five minutes, but I just wanted to say you have some of the most unusual coats anywhere. And I just love your coat. I'm still wearing the coats that I've purchased from you. I have one for rain wear and also I wear it for evening. Uh-huh. And then I have the one that I wear when it's cold enough to wear it. That is also reversible. I call it reversible. I don't know if it really is, but I wear it both ways. <laughs> and uh, but I love your coats and your jackets that you buy. Yeah. And when I yeah. have the gray one, too, that I bought to go with, um, I think, Clement pants, but it wasn't a yeah. Clement jacket. It was another great jacket. And uh, well, they buy they, by the way, that a European company and they're really watching their dye process um, and, and the dyes they use. And so Clement. Clement, yes. Yeah. Oh, they're German, aren't they German? Yes, they're out of Germany. Good company. And, oh, they just wash and press beautifully. Right, right. You know, let me get back real quick to the the bridal issue. Um, One of the things, we don't, we usually dress brides, but we dress mothers and a bride and groom. And one of the things I really feel when you're putting a lot of of hard-earned cash into an outfit, you should be able to wear it to something else. Um, not just have it scream, oh, that's a mother of the bride outfit that she's yeah. wearing. And uh, so I feel kind of strongly that I, I want my clients to have multi-purposes for an outfit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And I like the idea of two-piece or three-piece yeah. because right. then the skirt walks alone. You may have to might want to make it a T length if it's full length, uh, or if it has a train or whatever, cut that off. Mm -hmm. And you could up it or down it, and fabulous for travel or just living. The top can be worn with other things, jeans or that. And then that third piece, if especially if the it's a wedding, and you have that sliver, I call them sliver coats. It can be the silk sheer coats that go over everything or or jacket but all of those pieces can be worn separately or together and it seems to make a lot of sense just as your straight line dresses where you put the coat over that also can be double duty and exactly if they want a, a color um you know they can get a color but if they want to get black or ivory or a neutral, they can and get the color in the coat, you know, or their belt or, you know, did you have those beautiful decorative belts also that I think can go on and off depending on your waist length. Um, but I do, I think you're on to something with that. It's a big deal because I, you know, I had that, my friend that I had to, uh, we had a lot of returns that we had to do on her dress, but uh, she finally found a silk dress that she wanted navy. And she finally found one from Thea 
And it was very nice. But, you know, she's not going to be able to wear that a whole lot, you know. And I told her she should cut it off. She has beautiful legs and she's not real tall, but cut it to a beautiful length on her leg and wear it on dates. You know, that this is the mother. She's 70 and it's gorgeous and she's gorgeous. Why not? Don't let it just sit in your closet for another wedding. I mean, come on. Exactly. And it would have been nice if it had been more pieces. Okay, I'm getting notes and calling in my ears that I need to be quiet. So we have to go, Margaret. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in Tucson. Love your store. We'll always love your store and love you very much. And I'm so glad you took your time out while you're in your California home to be on my show because I wanted you to be a guest since I got this show. I said, I can have Margaret on. I hope she'll come. And you did. We could could do this again. Anything we didn't get talked about. I would love to. We'll do it in the winter. We'll do it in the fall. Maybe next year. Okay. Love you. Thank you you so much. Bye-bye, Margaret. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.